Hi, and welcome to episode 12 of the Social Strategy Mum podcast. Today, I am joined by the amazing and magnificent Angela Henderson from Angela Henderson Consulting. She's a women's business coach and consultant, and today she's going to talk to us all about human to human marketing and the role of Facebook groups in her business setup. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to the Social Strategy Mum podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Partridge, and this is our time to talk all things social media for mums in business. Let's grow your impact and your income whilst juggling the reality of mum life. Ready to get into it? Let's go. Well, hi, Ange, and thank you so much for giving us your time today. I really, really appreciate that. Oh gosh, thank you so much for having me. It's always fun hopping on other people's podcasts and supporting you and your community. So thanks for having me. Yes, well, I, I super appreciate it. So uh, today we're talking about human marketing. And I would have to say that of all the people that I follow and have spent time with, been on a retreat with, done courses with, you really have nailed this idea of putting the human aspect back into marketing. So would you be able to share with us just what your definition is of that human to human marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So in a world where things are super chaotic and super noisy and everyone really kind of focuses on the traditional B2B, so business to business or B2C, business consumer, I'm really big about bringing in human to human marketing, which is that H to H element. Um, so to me, human to human marketing really per pertains to the experience and interaction one faces with a particular brand. Most times businesses will um, have the experience, but the little to none interaction, or they might have the interaction without the experience and so for me it's really important when you're looking at human to human marketing that you're looking at that picture collectively so again human to human marketing pertains to the experience and interaction one faces with a particular brand i i really love that because for me this is what makes brands stand out and what makes people different so to make this really tangible for the listeners can you give an example of that human to human marketing that you love or that you've experienced sure yes so when i was pregnant with my first child finley who is now 10 so obviously that was 11 years ago i used to love these blueberry and raspberry muffins they're like so massively awesome from this beautiful little shop called tognini's cafe in milton which is a suburb uh in Brisbane. And when I started going there, it was just like your typical, like, hi, good morning. How are you? But as I started to go regularly and I would go about four times a week and I would get one of those muffins and then a can of Diet Coke. And I would go in and they'd then start going, well, you know, how far along are you? Are you in your pregnancy? And then the next time, do you know if you're having a girl or a boy? Um, and then obviously then like, oh my goodness, you're about to explode. When is, you know, <laughs> when is the boy due, you know? So it became really this experience of always wanting to keep going back. It was a very communal experience experience, but also the interaction. I was not just a transaction to them. I was actually a human being. And because of that, it was, you know, we're now 11 years on and I live in a suburb called The Gap and it's a 20 minute one way return or one way trip, 40 minute return trip to this particular cafe. And it's also the little suburb that my kids go to school. So I will still drive all that way, even on a Saturday, some mornings, if I'm craving that muffin to get it because it's, it's, 
it's just this beautiful feeling that you have. And it's just a wonderful way. And like my kids are treated so beautifully. My partner's treated beautifully. I'm treated beautifully. And so other people, you know, that may be listening to this particular podcast, it's, you know, it's whether or not it's your, your, the hair salon that you keep going to for the last 20 years, because it's just this amazing experience and interaction. So that's my experience with Tognini's Cafe is that this beautiful Italian restaurant that creates these beautiful muffins. And they've been with me for 11 years. And I keep going back. And even though they're muffins haven't been as good as they used to be I'd have to say I still go back and I've actually figured out that I've spent tens of thousands of dollars going because if you think you know it's four dollars five dollars for a muffin four dollars I think for a can of coke that's like 36 dollars a week I'm spending there you times it by four weeks in a month you times it by 12 months in a year you times it by 11 years it's a lot of money I've been paying these people right so um yes they've nailed the h to h marketing yeah, they absolutely have. And I, it, that story sticks in my mind because you've shared that previously before in a presentation that I've seen. And it is all about that feeling of connecting with mm-hmm. someone more than just your muffin. Um, exactly right. Real connection. Mm-hmm. And they like they make time to you know like they might have a long line of people going out, but it's always good morning, how are you? You know, or hi Finley, or hi Chloe, and it's not just like one or two. Like there's a lot of them who have been there for a little while that make an effort. So yes, it's super important. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess that ties really well into the next question that I wanted to ask you, which is why do businesses need human to human marketing? I mean, again, I think there's three primary reasons that I have, but even if I go before that, I guess there's some things that we really need to think about is when you think about human team and marketing, again, that experience and that interaction, and there's one of my longtime favorite quotes, and that comes down to conversation is conversion. And so before we even get into the reasons why you need human team and marketing, I think people need to go back to really thinking about how are they connecting with their audience in a human way, not a transactional way. Where are those conversations starting? Because if you can implement conversations into your overall business strategy, the conversions will happen. And I also think it's important that we, when we look at that human to human marketing and why it's important is, and I'll talk about the three main bullet points, but even before that, remember is there's this amazing quote that talks about, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. So again, if you just rewind into just having those amazing and rich um, conversations, you're going to make people feel wanted, connected, loved, and there's going to be an instant credibility, trust, and loyalty with your brand that puts you out from others. But if I really look at kind of the three main things that I, I have found that are really important is number one reason, and I know you've, we've talked about this when you've been at my four-day, three-night women in business retreat, but the number one reason why you need H2H marketing is, again, most recent studies have concluded that your customers are human. <laughs> now, I know some of you might be, you know, sitting there falling off your chairs, but this is a reality. People are forgetting that the person that behind that computer screen is, you know, pressing add to cart and then pressing buy, they are human beings. You must treat them like human beings. You're going to get left behind by other companies that do this really well. The number two reason why you need human team and marketing is you must stand out and be the purple cow. There's this beautiful book uh, literally called Purple Cow by Seth Godin, and he talks about Um, he's in France and he's driving and there's all these cows and it's this beautiful, you know, landscape and they're just enjoying it. But through time, those brown cows, white cows, they might be perfect. They might be amazing, but they're just a cow. 
But now if you saw a purple cow in the pastures of France, that would be something remarkable, something amazing. And I guess I say that you must stand out and be the purple cow. You must be different because in a very crowded and noisy online space, you must be thinking about your differential points. And that's what human to human marketing allows is for you to be the purple cow. And the last reason why you need human to human marketing is really to be looking at at the end of the day, emotional motivators are what drive consumer behavior. And when you have the emotional motivators that drive that consumer behavior, you are ultimately going to end up in sales and then increase your overall revenue and profitability. So those are kind of the three main reasons why I believe people really need to hone in on the H stage marketing. Yeah, I, I really love those three points because they are such important pieces of the marketing puzzle that we're creating for our business. I guess when it comes to that last point and talking about sales processes and the process of conversion, and as you said, you know, conversations equal conversion, what does human to human marketing look like? from that sales process perspective? Yeah, great question. So if you look at, let's back up a little bit and think about the traditional sales process. And most people out there are probably doing this if they're really being honest with themselves, is they've got a prospect, they then go in to qualify that particular lead, they then present, they overcome objections, they close, they follow up, and maybe there's some you know level of customer service. That's kind of the traditional sales process. And that can be seen either in e-com or in service-based businesses. But if you think about the, I look at this and I learned this from the Go-Givers and the Go-Givers is this beautiful book. And if you haven't got it, I strongly encourage each and every one of you to get it. It's one of the most amazing books. I've read it like 20 times. So the Go-Givers and in the Go-Givers book, what they talk about is a different type of sales process. And this sales process is what I can put down to the elements of H to H marketing is that you create value first, you touch people's lives, you build the networks, you be real, you stay open and you'll be profitable. So the go-givers have done a beautiful way of really ensuring that the human is at the first and foremost of that sales process versus looking at it as a you know credit card transaction. So again, their process is create value, touch people's lives, build networks, be real, stay open, and you ultimately will be profitable. Yeah, I love that. I would have to say, you know, as I said, and you definitely have nailed so many pieces of that in terms of creating communities and creating connections and giving value, which is so important. And mm -hmm. it's very important when it comes to being in a social media space that we are not just there taking, 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 we're also giving. Mm -hmm. um, and that can be so much of our content creation can be around providing that value to people. Not only does it position us as an expert, but it also gives us the opportunity to actually serve people, just wholeheartedly serve them. Mm -hmm. So I guess this leads really well into asking how you use human to human marketing in your business. Yeah, so there's a variety of ways. And again, some of these things are going to sound super simple. But again, the majority of listeners out there, if you're really being honest with yourself, I would strongly be like, mm, are you really doing it? Because you're like, this shit probably sounds way too simple. And so one of the number one ways that I show up is I show up in one of my, in my primary Facebook community, which is the Australian Business Collaborative. And I show up when other mentors told me not to. They told me that I should be outsourcing this to you know a VA, that I should be working on, on other ways to increase my profitability. 
And though I agree that I need to not focus so much in my Facebook communities, the, the reality of it is, is I still show up and I be present. I'll do lives randomly. I'll go in there and comment. Yes, I still have a VA that works for me and she does help manage that group, but that's more along the lines of making sure that the people are posting correctly. Uh, she communicates and engages with them because again, we really do want it to be a communal space and that people know that they're not just a number, that we're treating them all like humans, whether or not that's me or Katie. So I show up in my Facebook groups when people told me not to. All my discovery calls to date have been with me. And that's a really important thing because if people are going to work with me, either my one-to-one like coaching um, or if they're going to work to me in my 12 month group coaching program, I really want to get to know that the people I'm working with, that I'm going to be able to serve them, that I'm the right fit, that I can make their, you know, get them closer to their goals and that I can make, meet their needs because so many people are happy just to take someone's money, but not actually it's, it's not the right fit. Now, I'm not saying that eventually I won't have someone potentially pre-qualify these discovery calls and then I still have the final touch point, but at this stage, I'm the main person there and I'm 100% okay with that because as I said at the retreat is you don't walk into BMW or Mercedes-Benz and just say, I'm going to take that $400,000 car and I don't want to know what it's like in the inside. I don't need to test drive it. Just draw up the contract. People don't do that. People buy from people. People want to, you know, have conversations about what does that car do? What does it look like? How is it going to help them? What are their pain points? And that's exactly how I treat my discovery calls. Um, the other thing that I do is for every VIP coaching client comes on with my one-to-one consulting or my 12-month group coaching program, which you're, you are also in, Caroline, Profit Pillars, is they all get a personalized gift. And so as part of the onboarding process, we figure out, you know, what year their business was established, what's the exact name of their business, and then obviously what is their address. And we create these beautiful personalized wooden signs that are relevant to each other's businesses versus me sending them a pen that says Angela Anderson Consulting or a notebook that says Angela Anderson Consulting. That's not about them. That's about me. Um, and so it might feel good as me to send them that branded material, but do they receive, do they have a really good experience and interaction on the other end when they get that probably not like they're like yeah I got a gift but it probably gets pushed to the side it probably gets thrown away in the trash can because there's no emotional connectiveness whereas when I create these personalized gifts it's a beautiful way for people to feel validated that I've taken in consideration what their business is about and made this for them and the last thing that I do is I ring all my new coaching clients both in my 12-month group coaching program and my one-to-one, but also all my retreat clients. So I had 50 people come to my retreat this year and I put two hours aside in my notebook uh, or my diary and I rang each and every person. Now, what people need to realize is not everyone even answers the phone. So, you know, I would say probably 75% of them went straight to voice message because why would you answer your phone these days? Because that would be a crazy thing to do. Um, you know, and then those other people that I did, it was like I had these rich and juicy conversations like, how are you feeling about the retreat? Is there any questions you have? How can my team and I support you? And people were mind blown that I took the time that it was me. I could have outsourced that to my team. Yes. But I wanted to get to know how they were feeling before they came. And it was two hours, two hours. That's it. it wasn't days. It was two hours of my time. But because of that, I was able to establish that rapport with people who I haven't met before. I was able to start building that trust with people. Um, and again, we broke down those barriers before everyone arrived. So those are some ways that I use H to H marketing to, to really do you mean hone in on my community. Yeah. And I have to say as like, being on the receiving end of those phone calls, there's almost this shock that uh, you would take the time and reach out and get on the phone 
And when I think about that, it kind of worries me that we're shocked that people do that. Totally. Yeah, like they like flawless. Like they, one lady was like almost, I wouldn't say hyperventilating, but she's like, I'm just gonna have to pull over. I've just got to pull over. She had just signed up for my 12 month group coaching program. She's like, I just, and I was like, Are you okay? Do you like need it? Like, I didn't ask if she needed an ambulance, but there was in the back of my mind going, Is she actually okay? And she's like, Oh my goodness, I've listened to your podcast for the weeks and weeks. And I just, I knew that was your voice. And she's like, I was just in shock because I, I didn't understand why you would be calling me. And I'm like, well, I'm calling you because I wanted to say, I'm excited to work with you. And you know, how can I support you? And she's like, oh my goodness. She, so yeah. And I think also when I, when you first signed up for the program last year is I was on my way to the Maldives for my mm -hmm. own business mastermind. And I called you when I was in Singapore and some of the other people were like, but you no, know, this the one lady said, this can't be Angela. She's going to the Maldives. And I said, no, 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 it's me. She's like, no, she told us that she was going to the Maldives. <laughs> and I was like, I know I'm, I'm using Skype credit to call. So, you know, it is a little bit mind blowing that people are shocked, but it just goes to show how very few people are doing that. And so again, it's, it's easy to stand out and be the purple cow if you're just going to take time. And it's like when I spoke with you the few times, Kelly, like we're on the phone maybe 10 minutes. It's not like I'm on there for hours. People don't abuse that time. People are just, they're very appreciative. We have a quick conversation. They know how to reach me. You know, it's, you know, people I think make these things out like, oh, I can't possibly do it. It's going to eat up too much time. But I disagree. I think it's actually more efficient um, and building that relationship and answering questions and having to answer a million emails back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I guess the, the you know, final piece in your business that really shows that is being at the retreat, you know, after following you for 18 months, being in your program for 12 months, few phone conversations, you know, we actually met in person a few weeks ago and it was so lovely to meet you and to be able to actually be there in front of you and talk to you and to find the exact same person that I had been watching and talking to for the last 18 months. So yes, and, and you know, it's, uh, that's the, the main thing for me is it's really important that who you see online and who you speak to under the telephone is going to be the same person you see in person. You know, I've met a few of my kind of people I've looked up to the last year, you know, a couple of years. And when I met them in person, I was a little bit shocked, right? They weren't mm -hmm. the person that I thought they were going to be. In fact, they were the complete opposite. Now I always kind of go, well, maybe they were nervous or whatever, but these are very knowing people um, in the entrepreneur online space. And really it became quite evident that it was, I was a transaction, right? Mm. They were happy to know me when I was paying for a particular product. But um, as soon as I'd finished or whatever had happened, they were equally quite happy to just go, oh, you know, next, where's, where's my next wow. revenue coming in? And so for me, and, you know, and I know I've been challenged a couple times this year with people going, well, that's why, you know, you're a six figure business and you haven't quite hit the seven figures yet. But you know what? There's part of me that goes, if I just hit the seven figures, and even if I don't, I'm actually okay with that because I need to know that I remain true to who I am and that when I see people face to face that I can give them a hug and I know who they are. I, I just, there's something in me at this stage. I'm not saying maybe I'll change, people change, but I genuinely don't think that will happen. But um, I just, I need to know that people, that, yeah, who you guys are behind the, behind the computer. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that's, that final piece of the human to human marketing is that it really does work so well when it comes from a place of authenticity and service. Mm -hmm.
Well, again, it's about, I'm all about adding value. And, you know, people will say, well, oh, I've been doing the consulting for less than three years now. And, you know, I've done very, very well in that short amount of time. But again, it's like I go back to what the go-giver say is that I've, I've always done by adding value first um, and find, building those networks and building on those relationships. And I'm like, it is, it can be done. But, the you know, many listeners out there will say, Oh, it doesn't feel right. It's counterintuitive. Uh, you know, everyone else on the online space is saying we must do the old traditional sales process. That's okay if you keep sticking with it. But I promise you, I'm here to show you and both my businesses that I've built that by following this way and in injecting that human to human marketing, um, you can be exceptionally profitable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much and for sharing so much knowledge with us and examples, actual concrete examples. So we can really get into this idea of building these human connections of human to human marketing and looking at sales and conversions in a slightly different way in order to grow our businesses. So thank you so much for your time. Gosh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. You are totally welcome. Can you just let us know where we can find you? Yeah, the best bit is always just to go to my website, which is AngelaHenderson.com.au. And then depending on how you consume information, you can listen to my podcasts there, you can read my blog articles, you can join my Facebook community. Uh, and then I also have a free masterclass on how to increase sales and get more clients. So everything's over at my hub, which is uh, AngelaHenderson.com.au. Beautiful. All right. Well, we will link to that in the show notes for sure. Thanks so much, Ange, for your time. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Anne. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Strategy Mum podcast. For more, make sure you hit subscribe and head to socialstrategymum.com. See you next week.